Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tell Me All About It. I'm Pam Metz. And I am Jeremy Metz. And we are here to tell you and each other all about it. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's up? Oh, well, I have some pretty important news. Oh. I bought some uh, house shoes yesterday. <laughs> They're uh, very comfortable. They keep my feet warm. Oh, nice. And I paid $5 for them at Walmart. Yeah, they're very nice. Uh, wintry. They're for a cold climate. Mm-hmm. Very cold line. They're, yeah, they're actually indoor-outdoor rated, it said right on the tag. Nice, so I can go. we have a cat. Yeah, I can go check on the kitty while she's outside on her harness, which we're going to have to do pretty quick here. Um, yeah. She's been outside for a few minutes now. It's probably just about time, but... We can get this thing a roll in, yeah. and then uh, I'll go check on her once you start, because you go first today. Yeah, but you're going to want to hear all about this. So if you want to go um, check on her, I will tell them where to find us. Oh, okay. If you want to run out there real quick. Well, I, I'm being rude. I didn't ask what's going on with your life right now. Oh, I'll tell you when you get back. You're, you're a little um, embarrassed because you don't have as big a news as <laughs> I did. I did not find any new house shoes. So. We looked. Actually, she found some. They were uh, in the shape oh, of little geez. sharks. Yeah, for children, yeah. But they... she didn't want them. No, I didn't want shark ones. I would have bought them, but they didn't fit me. No, they were, they they were, were too small for Yeah, me. I can fit into a boy's size six so you know, I, can, nice. I can have the shark you um, could have had them yeah fancy for three dollars fancy comfy shoes for three dollars <laughs> so if you have any comments or questions or uh corrections please email us at tell me about the thing at gmail.com that is tell me about the thing at gmail.com and uh, follow us on Instagram at tell underscore me underscore podcast. And all of our links are in our podcast bios on whatever platform you are listening on. Um, yeah. How was the kitty? Uh, she, was, she was stuck, but she didn't know it yet. So it was perfect timing. I went out there and fixed her string, and uh, um, she's as happy as can be out there. Yeah, for those who are new to the podcast, we have a cat named Apricot, and she has a, we have rigged her up outside. Um, we have a fenced-in backyard, and she has a harness that is tied to a really, really long string to a stake in the ground, so she has full run of the yard. She has shelves to sit on so she can look over the fence, and she has squirrel friends, mm -hmm. and they play, and they hang out together, and like there are rules with them. She will not play with them. Or sneak up on them if they're eating, and yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of rules. But anyway, there are some rules. Yeah, they she, are. She's learned to abide. They um have a happy relationship, and she gets lots of interaction, and they like each other. Yeah, they uh, she'll chase them around, and they like to run and play, and mm -hmm. uh, they mess with her too. Oh it's yeah, they mess funny. with her. It's pretty cute. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, so this is the part of the podcast when we have a little drinky poo. All right, let's do that. Yeah, Molly's was out of a lot, like most of our uh, gluten-free, low-calorie uh, mm -hmm. booze, so 
we're, we're in limited supply. They said there's a shortage that's with the storms that are going on that they haven't had deliveries. There's an aluminum shortage. It's mm-hmm. a whole thing. So they yeah, can't. Deb at the uh, register yeah. said the brewers are, are running low. They can't keep up. The yeah, distributors can't keep up with the demand. There's so much demand. Everybody's boozing it up. Yeah, so. she said everybody's drinking. Yeah, well. All right, so we Including have. Including us. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a shot of our tequila. And then Jeremy's going to have a sake bomb. And I am going to have my new favorite, Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Those are good. Yeah, they're not sweet. That's what I like about them. And the flavors are subtle. Yeah, the flavors are very subtle. I'm having a peach pear, and they're not sweet, so they don't make you kind of that sicky, sickly sweet thing I don't like. Yeah. But anyway, these are really good. Cheers. Cheers. Delicious. Um, yeah, with me <clears throat> this week, not much is going on. Um, should we talk about the weird thing that happened with a humidifier? Oh yeah, we've been getting humidifier fever. Yeah, we kept thinking we were getting some sort of virus because we would be down for a whole day or two. Yeah, it feels like a virus. It feels like a virus, and there's a weird cough. And it's a whole thing, so we started doing all this research, mm-hmm. and Jeremy discovered that... This is this is the best theory we've come up so with so far. far, but there's no proof, but I think this is what it was. Yeah, it, um, it's when you don't clean your humidifier weekly, it can build up like a... Bacteria. Yeah, and then it releases into the atmosphere, mm-hmm. and you... You breathe it into your lungs. Yeah, and then you get this weird, all aches and pains, mm-hmm. dizziness, nausea. Fever a little bit. Chills. I, yeah, I had the chills. Yeah, it's a really weird thing. If you haven't looked it up, look it up. Humidifier fever. And clean your humidifier weekly if you're not doing so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's as interesting as my life is right that's, now. Yeah, that's kind of a good one. <laughs> all right. So, it's my turn to go first. All right. Um, in case you don't know... We are on our second season, week eight, episode eight, and I am going to talk about comic books that have been turned into movies and TV shows. Oh, cool. I like that. Yeah, this is fun. Um, I'm not going to do the DC and Marvel comics because everybody's seen that. There's too many, (laughs) and it's, honestly, it's boring. I mean, I've seen... We've seen them all, you know them all, you know Hulk, you know Superman, you know Batman, you know um, the Avengers and all Mm -hmm. that crap, which I like. We've seen them all. Yeah. Um, But we're going to talk about other ones. Oh, cool. That's neat. Yes, some that I knew about and some that I didn't. Very cool. That's a good one. Yeah. So let's start with, I think most people know about this one. Um, It's called Watchmen. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very popular. Um, it's by Alan Moore, who wrote a lot of these. I'll be saying Alan Moore a lot. Mm. Uh, it was written in 1987, and it was part of the 1986 graphic novel boom. I didn't know there was a boom in the 80s. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Um, in addition to many other accolades, the author, Alan Moore, won the Hugo Award for Watchmen, helping to change the way the literary world viewed the comic genre, and it was adapted for film in 2009. Mm-hmm. I liked that movie. I did not. No, I you, and you were not alone. I don't think very many people liked it. No, it was really annoying to me. 
Uh-huh. Um, but I did like the one that the blue guy, whoever the blue guy was, the one that oh, could Oh, yeah, do Dr. It. Manhattan or something Yeah, like yeah, that. I did like him. Um, the next one is uh, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay, Remember the yeah. Sean Connery yes. movie? I mm-hmm. love that. Alan Moore. I wouldn't mind watching that again. That's, yeah, that you can, we one. can totally get movies for these. I was written in 2000. It was the second of Moore's works to be adapted to film. Um, and the film version departs significantly significantly from the comic version, just so you know. Do you know in what ways? No, I do not. Okay. I didn't know that that was a comic before it was a movie. Right. I it was some, just a movie. some of these I had no idea, like V for Vendetta. I had no idea. I did know that, yes. Alan Moore. Oh, okay. 2008. and was adapted for the big screen by the Wachowski brothers, who also created the Matrix movies. Mm-hmm. And it uh, had the agent, um, Smith. Hugo Weaving. Love him. Mm-hmm. And Natalie Portman, which I love her in that. She shaves her head. It looks great. I, just, yeah. I love that whole thing. Yeah. She is a badass in that. Yeah. Um, the Walking Dead, which everybody knows, uh, was written by Robert Kirkman. Um, it served as the basis for the Walking Dead series, and I've read a lot of the comics. Mm-hmm. And the show and the comic storylines don't follow each other exactly, but there are a lot of the same characters. Yeah, there's some similarities. Yes, there are a lot of the same characters. But, for example, Daryl doesn't exist in the comic. Does Merle? Um, Is there a Merle? I want to say he does, but I'm not sure. Because okay. I, get, I get it confused in my head. Yeah. Um, and Carol is nothing like her character on the TV show. Mm-hmm. She never um, grows a set, you know? And yeah. she dies early. For what would be the first season. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and she dies really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Miller's Sin City. That series of comic books, they were published between 1993 and 2001. Uh-huh. And the first film adaptation was released in 2005. And it pulls its story mostly from the series. So one, three, and four in the series. Neat. Uh, Kick-Ass was a graphic novel. Yes, I have heard starring, that. Starring yeah. Nick Cage. I really enjoyed that movie. I did, too. It's I thought it was really cool. <laughs> uh, 300. I didn't know 300 mm-hmm. by Frank Miller. It was both a movie and a graphic novel. Um, it's a fictionalized retelling of the Battle of Thermopylae. Okay. And uh, I enjoyed 300. So were the odds not that stacked, I wonder? Um, was it not 300 not. versus thousands? Uh, maybe not. I'm not really sure. It sounds like a tall tale anyway, you know? Like, that's that's a lot. Yeah. But I never, I never like, bothered to look it up or anything. No, but it's a fun movie to watch. I did look up um, Troy. Yeah, Troy's fun. Because, um, God, I was, I was so hooked on that movie when I got it on DVD. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. That was when I was playing a lot of um, World of Warcraft, and I would just put that movie in in the background, and it would just play over and over again while I was, like, mm. running around, like, looting bodies and stuff on <laughs> um, World of Warcraft. But I, I, at some point I looked it up, like, you know, was, was it, like, the Trojan horse and the Battle of Troy and all that stuff, was it real or was it just, like, a made-up myth? myth? Like mythology. yeah. And um, the Trojan horse part, I think, was BS. But there actually was a battle between, um, God, who was it? It was like... Armageddon. It was Rome and Greece. Yeah. They did have an epic battle that lasted for years, and that actually did happen in real life. Yeah, women just put that on mute and watch. 
Oh, nice. Because yeah. everybody's beautiful and bronzed and walking yeah, around in short skirts. Yeah, yeah totally. Brad Pitt and... Uh, Eric Bana. Eric Bana, yeah. Um, all right, The Crow mm-hmm. by James O'Barr. Um, both the movie and the graphic novel that inspired it have a connection with real-life tragedies. Um, we know that Brandon Lee, if you are a fan of The Crow, which I'm a huge fan of The Crow, I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Lee died on the set killed accidentally yeah, so sad and obar developed the story while mourning the death of his girlfriend oh really yeah so she died and that's what brought all that so very it was like it was cursed from the beginning yeah really how did she die i didn't they didn't say yeah all right from hell this one is also by alan moore hey um, it takes the tale of the of Jack the Ripper to comics, and the film was loosely based on the comic and starred Johnny Depp. So, is the I wonder if the protagonist is Jack the Ripper, or is it like the police that are chasing him? Have you ever seen From Hell? I don't think so. It's good. Oh, is it? It's uh, Johnny Depp trying to figure out who Jack the Ripper is, and he does. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, it's I, good. That sounds a lot more believable than if uh, Jack the Ripper was the protagonist well he's in it a lot uh-huh but you don't know it's him oh I or see. johnny depp doesn't know it's him you kind of figure if well if you're like me and you're like constantly th- trying to figure trying out to figure i'm always out. trying to figure out what's going on yeah um you can figure it out but it's a it's a really good movie i liked it so red the movies red and red 2 starring bruce willis and helen Mirren. those were comics that was huh? a co- series of comics i didn't know that i didn't know that either huh the Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. And uh, who was going to be James Bond? Uh, Daniel Craig. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was annoying in that movie. Oh, God, He's yeah. He's so good, I though. could not wait for, well, yeah. spoiler alert. Oh, please. That's like 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> if, if you haven't seen it, well, then deal with the spoiler. So that was awesome. Yeah, Tom Hanks kills daniel craig eventually finally yeah if anybody needed to die it was daniel craig in the bathtub i think if i remember it right i don't remember but yeah speaking of speaking of daniel craig also cowboys and aliens oh yes also daniel craig daniel craig and harrison ford that was also a comic book um by van lente Hmm. Um, and one of my favorite movies, Constantine. Yes. Yes. Uh, not a good TV series. We tried to watch it. It was. No, it was. It bad. wasn't for us anyway. Yeah. Some some other people may like if you like those WB shows. More power to you. We did not enjoy it. Um, it was uh, John Constantine, comma Hellblazer by Jamie Delano became 2005's movie adaptation, Constantine, with Keanu Reeves. Playing. Loved that movie. Love that movie. Uh-huh. Um, playing Detective John Constantine, and we just saw it like a month ago. It was mm-hmm. really, it, was, it still holds still up. Still good, yeah. The movie pulls its plot from several graphic novels in the John Constantine um, Hellblazer series, including the first. I wonder if uh, What's-Her-Face's character is anything like the movie character in the comic uh, Daniel Craig's wife? Her? Um, no, she's... Rachel? This, no, no, she's this, like, really tall, blonde... Oh, Tilda Swinton? Tilda Swinton, Oh, yeah. she's a goddess, yeah. I don't know. She was the Archangel she's like Michael. like an angel, yeah. Yeah, Archangel Michael. Um, Judge Dredd. 
became two movies. It was also a comic book. One with Sylvester Stallone and the other with Carl Urban. Oh, I didn't know that was a Carl Urban mm-hmm. Judge Dredd. We should get it. I've seen it. Oh, yeah? It's all right. I'm a Carl Urban fan. I like Carl Urban. He's he's pretty consistent. He chooses good stuff. He does. I uh, really like him in The Boys. I love The Boys. He is such an asshole in that show. They're all kind of assholes. You think? Yeah. I kind of like that, though. Because who do you like if they're all assholes? (laughs) That's a good point, yeah. Except for uh, Quaid. What's his name? Yeah, the Quaid Jack Quaid. He is really good. He's a goody two-shoes, and I kind of like that. Oh. Yeah. You don't usually like that. Um, I like him because he's the only one that's kind of like, what is going on? Like, all this is insane. Yeah. But if you haven't watched The Boys on Amazon, oh, my God, watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I did not know this. One of my favorite horror movies, 30 Days of Night. Hmm. Was oh, we should see if we can find that comic. Oh my god, I love 30 Days of Night. Yeah, that might be fun, because yeah, the movie is good. It was a three-issue horror comic book that became a great movie, in my opinion. The only thing I didn't like about the movie, and I wonder if the comic does this too, was that uh, in the end, the the good guy, he turned himself into a vampire to um, save the town, basically, so that he could, like, fight the bad guy Mm -hmm. vampires. And I thought that was a genius idea. But what I had wished was that, like, after he was done, he would have, like, ran off into the the tundra wilderness instead of, like, just, like, let himself sit there and let the sun come up and burn him into oblivion. Well, probably because he didn't know if he was going to be able to control himself. Like, what if who you are just disappears? Uh Uh-huh. You know? Because, um, remember when, uh, oh, what's that movie with Brad Pitt about the zombies? World War Z. World War Z. He, uh, went on the rooftop. Yeah. Just in case he was going to jump. Just in case. I like that, yeah. Because you may lose yourself and kill everybody. And Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, a good guy or a good girl, then you don't want to be that creature. So, I, I hear what you're saying. I get it, but I didn't like it either. <laughs> but I get it. I, I would have liked it if they just left the mystery open. Like, if, if it just ended with him, like, disappearing out there and just, yeah. you know, like, vanishing. Yeah. Or just running off, you know, like, and you you would just be like, God, is he going to come back? Or Yeah, who knows if... Is, if you... is he going to turn into a monster now? Who knows? Okay. But instead, he just, like, dissolved into the sun. It'd be fun if he just came back in um, 30 days of night to... And uh, destroyed his own town again. Yeah, was the leader of the new <laughs> yeah. vampire gang. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> All right, here's one, which we do know, Preacher. Preacher, yes. We love Preacher. Yeah, we love the show, Preacher. Yes. Um, I tried to read the comic book, and it was not for me. Well, that's what they say. Uh, it features the adventures of a maverick preacher named Jesse Custer. Jesse. Jesse Custer, who is able to <laughs> command others to do his bidding thanks to a heavenly entity who chose him called the Genesis, or just Genesis. Um, along the way, he's helped by his gun-toting girlfriend, Tulip, and his Irish vampire friend, <laughs> oh my God. Cassidy, Cassidy's who I best. love. Yeah, and he we, is my favorite on that show. He is, and I, we also love Tulip's fashion yeah. She looks amazing. Yeah, I love the way the Tulip dresses. Uh, the characters are essentially the same from book to show, though the TV version changes up a lot of the plot elements. Mm-hmm. All right. Wanted, the movie Wanted with Angelina Jolie and James McAvoy, which 
we love. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, this was a comic book first. Um, it's about a guy who learned he had a rare ability to slow down his perception, bend bullets, and generally serve as a master assassin. However, some questionable dealings surround his training and the fraternity he has joined. Mm. It's really good if you haven't seen it. That was a good plug for Wanted oh, there, You should totally get Wanted today if you have not uh, already watched it because it's really good. Um, also, some other comic books. Yeah. Uh, which you've heard of. Ghost World. That's back in the 90s, I think. I don't know if I'm familiar with that one. Um, Scarlett Johansson, a young Scarlett Johansson, a young Christina Ricci. Anyway, it's hmm. Ghost World. Okay. Uh, the Losers. I know you've heard oh, of The yeah. Losers. Right. Yeah, we actually, I think we have mm-hmm. The Losers around we here do. somewhere. Um, R.I.P.D. with Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. Loved that. Uh-huh. The Spirit, which I've heard of. It's like a manga or ca- uh, cartoon, but I didn't see it. I saw, I think I saw a, mo- a live action movie called The Spirit yes. and was like, okay, it's yeah, all sorry. right. Uh, Kingsman, which well, we like. I like that one. I like yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. The Mask with Jim Carrey. was all right. Oh, okay. That was a comic was first. A comic. I didn't know that. Men in Black. Didn't know that either. And White Out. Which one is White Out? Um, we saw it. It was a movie with Kate Beckinsale about snow. Where, just... yeah, they're in like the North Pole yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Okay. That was also Sounds familiar. a comic. Hmm. Now, here are some recent graphic novels, or some graphic novels that are recently um, either been uh, optioned to turn into, or they've been turned into, or being, tur- or being adapted mm-hmm. uh, into TVs, TV shows, or movies that I'm excited about. Okay. Uh, Sandman by Neil Gaiman. Yes. Uh, he did American Gods and Good Omens, and I love the graphic novels. I've read a bunch of them, but there's a lot of them. Now, there's... what is good? I'm sorry, what is Good Omens? It's the one with uh, Michael Sheen and Doctor Who. Oh, One's the devil. Oh, one... yeah. yeah. I liked that. It was cute. Yes, it was. Um, so, uh, the original series ran for 75 issues. Between 1989 and 1996. Good for him, man. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's cranking them out. He, yeah, he, it, he's got that work ethic, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, these landed on the New York Times bestseller list, and they're still widely regarded as one of the greatest works ever published in comic books. Sandman. Mm-hmm. God, I tried to read a couple episodes of those, and they just did not click with me. I love them. Um, Neil Gaiman described the story as. The Lord of Dreams learns that one must change or die um, and makes his decision. Now, that description is not great. So, here's a little more detail about the Sandman. Written by yourself? No, I totally copied this from somewhere else. Um, It tells the story of Dream, who is the personification of all dreams and stories. He can make himself look pretty much like anything, but generally appears as a pale, mopey guy with dark eyes and a shaggy head of hair. Um, The story begins in 1916 when Dream is captured and imprisoned by a group of black magic occultists. In 1988, Dream escapes and spends the remaining issues trying to regain control of the world of Dreaming and the powers he once possessed. Um, Once that story is resolved, the Sandman leaps around in space and time, following Dream as he travels around fulfilling his job, which is overseeing and influencing the Dreaming storytelling and inspiration for every living being in the universe. 
That is a good description. That's a good description. Makes me want to try to read it again. Oh, I really like those. Another one that I'm looking forward to is Lazarus by Greg Rucka, Aruka, and Michael Lark. Lazarus, eh? Mm-hmm. It's a series about Forever Carlisle. That's a name, Forever Carlisle. The genetically modified protector, or the Lazarus, of the family in control of much of the world's food supply who is starting to doubt her place in that world. Hmm. It's kind of like a Jessica Jones in the Hunger Games style future, so a dystopia, with a healthy dose of intrigue and some samurai imagery. Really? Wow, yeah. that sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Then there's the Ice Cream Man. Um, it's kind of like the old Night Gallery from, like I think, the 70s or oh, 80s. Oh, yes, I know the Night Gallery. And also like Tales from the Crypt shows. So the title character, the Ice Cream Man, presents viewers um, ironic, twisted, and strange tales of American suburbia, but in 10-minute segments. No way. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Cool. It, it's not already out yet, is uh -uh. it? Okay. Not yet. Well, I'm going to be waiting for that. Yeah. And there are others, but those are the ones that um, I could fit into this segment. Uh-huh. And that is my segment. Very good. I loved that. That was a fun one. Yeah, that was What a fun. good idea. That's one that I would have I know. been <laughs> I happy was hoping. to talk about. <laughs> I was hoping you hadn't you were planning on talking about it this week. Now I would like to just throw in my two cents. Yeah, go for it. And hopefully the right people are listening because I have I have two favorite comics that really stand out of the ones that I've read, and I haven't read a ton but I've read a few, and those are Saga. Saga, yeah, my fave. And um, East of West. East of West. Both of them are being turned into. No yep. way. Okay, well, I don't even have to nope. do the sales pitch nope. then. They're both being turned into it. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah, we love Saga. If you have not, um, if you're a comic book fan, get Saga. It is really good. I don't think I would call myself a comic book fan. I've tried a few, yeah, I've, and I've liked a couple, yeah. but I, I don't know. I think I have a hard time finding one. Like it's like everything's got to click for me—the story mm -hmm. and the artwork, and, and and a lot of them just don't in my mind. Yeah, most of them don't for me at all. But those two, mm -hmm. to me, have really stood out, especially Saga. Yeah, Sagas are my favorite. It can be a little silly sometimes, and and um, East of West I love because because it's so serious all the time, but somehow Saga is just my favorite because mm -hmm. just everything that it is, it's like a magical it is. comic series. Like everything works in it. And you get that cute little seal. Oh yeah, Goose. Goose, he's my fave. Are you Lady Fark? Are you Lady Fark? There, so there's cute. probably a couple of nerdy listeners out there that know what we're talking about and the rest yeah. of everybody else is like, what the hell are they saying? <laughs> yeah, so if you have any interest in anything, like if you just want to have fun, Get Saga the comic. It is amazing. It is really, really good. And East of West, too. I'm going to get East of West. <laughs> I just spilled beer on my lap. <laughs> yeah. Well, you haven't even gotten it. You're not even buzzing yet. You haven't even... Uh, no, no. I can't even it. blame it on being drunk. No. But we're about to take a break anyway, so I'll... Yeah, we are. Sop this up and <laughs> do my own podcast. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break, so we will uh, see you in just a minute. All right, what do you have? I'm back. 
Oh, um, my podcast today, I um, found some wacky festivals Ooh, around I love the world. Festivals. That uh, I thought I would kind of list and do a brief description of um, some of the festivals around the world that are happening. Um, Hopefully happening. Well, this year. yeah, that's it normally true. Normally would be happening. There was a couple that I read where um, where I was when I was doing my research that said that they had to um, postpone them in 2020 because of the coronavirus. So yeah. hopefully it's you know hopefully it's just a you know a brief stutter in I'm the sure in the be. world of festivals and they'll be back. Oh yeah. Um, you know, at least by 2022. Yeah, come on. Everybody's going to want to be able to get out and go to anything, so I'm sure they'll all be back. Yeah. I think some of I think some things are already coming back. You know, like we're starting to see restaurants that have um indoor seating again yeah. and things are like opening up and getting back to like normal hours. So. Well, tell me all about it. Okay, festivals. Festivals, wacky festivals. Wacky festivals. Um, the first one that I learned about is called the Mud Festival, and that happens in South Korea every July, and it sprung up as a, it was a very clever marketing event for this, uh, cosmetics line, and, um, they, what they claim is that the mud in this, um, area in South Korea is uh, like very good for you and rejuvenating, yeah, healing, and health, healthy mm-hmm. for the skin. So um, that's how it started, but now it's just like taken off and it's got a life of its own. There is music, inflatables, zip lining. There are mud fireworks. Wow! Um, it is a two week long event. There's also um, water slides. There's a mud prison. I'm not really sure how that works. That's kind of funny. And mud skiing. Hmm. I definitely want to see pictures of that. Okay. I'll make a note of that. You're, but the, the other ones that you hear about, you're going to say the same thing. Okay. Well, whatever looks the funnest. Yeah. There's some that, that I have to include. Okay. Like, I'll, I'll uh, mention them as, as they come along. Um, in Japan, every April, it's uh, called the... Kanamara Matsuri Festival. It's basically a penis festival. <laughs> and I love I love this about the Japanese people. Uh-huh. Um they're they're basically just kind of celebrating everything phallic. Uh-huh. You know, anything that's penis shaped um is involved in this festival. And it's great. There there's like a I heard about this when I was younger and I didn't believe it. But when I started doing the research on this, it was one of the first things that oh, popped geez. up and I was like um, yeah, I got to mention that. Um, they do a parade. There's statues, glasses. They do um, phallic souvenirs. There's even a vegetable carving workshop somewhere in this festival. They just served like hot dogs and bananas. Yeah. <laughs> cucumbers. <laughs> whole, whole cucumbers. Um, but um, something that's really neat about this festival is the legend that's that's behind oh, tell the me. festival that sparked it all and it's so i don't know it's so <laughs> cute and so japanese so there's a legend of a demon that hid itself in a woman's vagina <laughs> okay. and once it was inside of her 
it fell in love with the woman. And as men would try to have sex with her, it would bite off their <laughs> penises. It bit off the, the phalluses of two men in this legend. Wow. And so the woman's answer to this was to, cre she went to a blacksmith and she had this blacksmith create an iron phallus, um, which the intention of which was to break off the demon's teeth when it tried to bite off the phallus, assuming uh -huh. it was from another man. And it worked. Okay. So that's the legend. And um, there's a shrine in Japan that's based on this um, myth. Oh, tell this me there's legend. A, you have a photo of it. I can find one because it's a real it's a real shrine I that exists in that. real life. I think that you would also like to see pictures of the oh, yeah. festival itself. Yes, I do. But yeah, I'll tr I'll try to find a, I'll try to find a shrine picture. Let me write that down. That's amazing. Um, so the shrine, it was pop. I, it, it says was. I don't know if it still is. I don't think so. Um, it says that it was popular with prostitutes that well, they yeah. they would um do little sacrifices mm -hmm. or offerings or light incense at the shrine um to try to bring themselves good luck or good fortune or safety you know yeah for prostitutes poor things sex workers um the festival itself actually um they give a, a portion of the money that's raised in the festival to hiv research oh nice yeah okay. so i think that's very Positive. positive yes definitely uh moving on there is a air guitar world championship I've festival heard of this. yeah totally some of these you'll probably have heard of um in finland every august and it started in 1996 as part of just a music festival mm -hmm. but the air guitar portion of it like just took off on its own kind of like the mud festival um, it just took on a life of its own and became very popular just in and of itself mm -hmm. as an air guitar world championship. And so now it's a thing. So um, I don't exactly know like what you've got to do to get yourself. I think there's probably like regional contests mm -hmm. and then national contests. I've seen a little bit of I've seen some of it. footage where mm -hmm. I think you get funneled over to this um air guitar world championship by being like really good like there's probably an american there's probably a european you know there's an asian and they all wind up in finland in this championship so i think by the time you've gotten to the the finland championship you're probably pretty good at that is adorable air guitar i know and nerdy i love it i don't know a whole lot about the criteria um I think that it's probably pretty sub subjective, you know? The yeah. judges probably just kind of Showmanship, say, like maybe even almost like accuracy. If you're just yeah. out there doing crazy shit, then no. You're not going to get very far. Right. If, if it's air guitar, you should at least kind of look like you're actually playing the playing song. Playing the song, yeah. yeah. Enthusiasm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Maybe even um, acrobatics Definitely or athleticism. Jumping you know. in the air. And yeah, stuff. you need to be yeah. able to do the Pete Townsend, the yeah. windmill where you yeah. jump up in the air. Um, one thing that I do know about the festival is that um, is that there there you have to be on stage. You have to 
You have to do your routine on a stage while people are watching, right. which is probably too much for a lot of people. Oh, it yeah. probably would be for me. Um, there's two rounds that you have to do, and then you're judged on the two rounds. Um, one round is chosen by the contestant themselves, and then the other round is chosen by oh, the organizers. Nice. So... Um, I don't know how far in advance they learn what that song is that's chosen for them. Yeah, even if they do, maybe you just have to like wing it and see if you can just do it. Yeah, but I like that idea I that do it's too. like you don't get to just like choose your routine. I like it. Somebody else chooses one of the songs for you. That's really neat. Yeah, I like that. I like that too. I'm not much for air guitar, but I would totally watch that. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, totally. I think it'd be kind of fun to watch. Um, La Tomatina happens in Spain every August, and it's just... Oh, the tomato festival? It's just, yeah, it's a tomato fight. Oh, I love it. Yes, I've seen that. I love it. I honestly don't know what else is involved, like if there's like tomato dishes available you to probably, buy. Yeah, you know, the restaurants like, probably serve like, you know, pasta with tomato sauce and tomato and like mozzarella yeah so there's stuff. probably like tapas, tapas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, tomato tapas yeah it's yeah i've seen this on tv it's crazy the fight is insane it's insane man you know and it's just a tomato but you can see footage it hurts tomatoes oh hurt. yeah yeah there's people that are getting like knocked down yeah. like from these tomatoes that people are like hurling these tomatoes like snow like a snowball fight mm -hmm. it's like a big snowball fight both with tomatoes and uh, it actually kind of looks a little, I don't know, violent. dangerous. Yeah, violent, definitely. These are the people who like to run bulls down a freaking street and get yeah, bored. Yeah, so true. They, yeah. Are just, they just want to die. <laughs> I think they want a little bit of pain in their festivals. Hey, maybe they do. <laughs> whatever you're into. Hey, whatever gets your freak on. Yes. But this happens in um, Bunol in Spain every August, so... If you want to get hit in the face by tomatoes, then that's your festival. All right. Um, in Lop, Lopbury, there's a Lopbury monkey banquet in Thailand. I've seen this. That happens every November. I think it was like on an um, amazing race or something, uh -huh. wasn't it? Yep. They had to build... They had to build tables filled with fruits and vegetables yes. for the monkeys. This one seemed really familiar to me when I did the yes. research on and it. it. It's because be... you and I are always watching reruns amazing. of yeah. The Amazing Race. And they had to get them just right or they couldn't, or the monkeys weren't allowed out to... Right. Yeah, they, the monkeys didn't like it. And the monkeys <laughs> kept coming... No, they weren't... Because they're free to roam. And they would keep coming and stealing this food before the tables were ready yeah. for judging. Yes. <laughs> yes. I remember it. But that's basically the gist of it. It's just that the the organizers of this event, they um, they bring in 4,000 kilograms of fruit, vegetables, candies, pastries, <clears throat> etc. Just stuff that monkeys would want to eat. And they are adorable stealing from the tables. It's adorable. Yeah, and they make this huge display of them on these different tables. And it's just like piles of... I mean, it's well organized. Yeah, you know, it's not like they're just dumping it out no, of a no, bucket. No. They're like arranging the mm -hmm. fruit and the vegetables in a really nice, neat, like visually yeah. appealing manner. And then the monkeys come and they just it's tear just it all apart. It. Yeah, they just stuff it all into their faces. It's adorable. Um, it started as a 
as an idea by a, biz, a local businessman in the area who thought that it might boost tourism. He did this in 1989, and it worked. Oh, yeah. It I brought... would totally go to the Monkey yeah, Festival. Yeah, totally. I, I kind of would, too. I wouldn't mind seeing Thailand anyway. I think it would oh. be kind of a neat place to go visit. Yeah, that's our food, like, mecca. Yeah, totally. Fruits, Yaki, vegetables. Yakitori oh, and stuff. God, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it's been going on since 1989, and they're still doing it. You know, I don't know what Corona's doing it, doing yeah. to it, but it'll be, it'll be back, I'm sure. One day we'll be there. Yes. Um, the World Bog Snorkeling Championships happens in Wales every August. Um, hey, I've not heard of this. I had not heard of this one either, but I saw a couple of pictures of it, and it looks hilarious. <laughs> so everybody knows what a bog is, right? It's basically, if if you're an American, it's like a swamp. swamp you know, it's yeah. like a swamp. Yeah. Um, and that's what they that's what they compete in, and so people come from around the world to compete in this. It's not just um, the Welsh that are doing this, although I'm sure that they're, you know, they're probably the home favorite. Um, so people compete in a 120-yard course. Um, it, it's actually a 60-yard course, and I think they have to go out and then come back. All right. Um, but they call it a 120-yard course um, through this peat bog every year. And um, they wear um, these, uh, what do they call it, the flippers, mm-hmm. like the diving flippers. Yeah. And they say that that's the only way that you're allowed to propel yourself. So you must, I don't know if you have to like keep your hands mm-hmm. behind you or you can just go like this or something. But like, I don't think you can stand up and run through it. I think you've got to kind of. Well, if it's snorkeling, then yeah, you yeah. do have to be yeah. down. They've got the, they've got the mask. diver's mask and they've got the snorkel on when they're doing it. I, I saw the pictures, and uh, it just looks very muddy, very messy. Uh, I don't think I'd want to go to that. I want to go to Wales. I think Wales would be really interesting, but I don't want to say that. I think Wales in certain times of the year would be really beautiful mm-hmm. to it go is. visit. Yeah. I don't know about August. I don't know what that's like. It, it must be a muddy, rainy season. You know, I could only imagine that that's when the, you know, they, they probably plan it. So, you know, it's when the peat bog is the boggiest. <laughs> um so near by to the world bog snorkeling championships is the cooper's hill cheese rolling (gasps) championship i've seen it and i love that this happens in the uk every year in may and um this is a dangerous one i swear yeah this is a good this is an ankle breaker you can totally break your neck on this one so what they do is um it's a it's a big steep hill and they roll these large wheels of cheese, and I found out that it's Gouda cheese. I was oh, very I love Gouda. I, yeah, I was very happy to find out that there's a specific type of cheese that they roll, and it's Gouda. Mm. They roll the cheese down the hill, and then the competitors just run after the wheels of cheese to try to catch them and be the person who catches the wheel. And also, this was on the Amazing Race. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember that from the they amazing. They kept race. falling and hurting themselves. Oh, I'm sure you. Yep. You probably need some training. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably don't just want to walk in. You don't want to be a walk-on cheese chaser. Oh no, <laughs> you need you need to practice running down hills. I would. Yeah, I would be doing a lot of like ankle exercises. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. 
I just like, wouldn't do it. I'd just be waiting. <laughs> you wouldn't do I would it. just be waiting at the bottom of the hill and catching that damn cheese and, and taking off with some crackers. Yeah, I'm talking about planning it, and you're like, I just wouldn't do it. No, I just wouldn't do it. I would just go get my Gouda, my giant Willa Gouda, and sit there yeah. with a knife and choke you, it you've down. You've got the right idea, because oh. all I want is the cheese. I just want the cheese. I don't want the stress. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling it down a hill. I, I don't either. I don't want to get injured. I don't want to be like taken out on a stretcher. And then they ask you at the hospital, well, how did what you do this? Happened? I rolls rolling cheese. <laughs> I was chasing a wheel of cheese. Down down. Hell. They're like, yeah, yeah, we've heard this before. I okay. almost got it. Um, so, yeah, I, I really have nothing else to say about the Cooper's, oh, it Cooper's Hill am- Cheese Rolling Contest. It sounds amazing. I think, that, I think that's basically it. I think if you win, you, like, get the wheel of cheese. Oh, I'd take the wheel of cheese. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You it, should get you, some cheese. You earned it. Even if you make it to the bottom of the hill with a broken ankle, you still should get some cheese. I'm sure everybody gets cheese oh, at some point during the festival. On. I'm invested in this now. Um, the Garlic Festival, we're bringing it home now to California in the United States. Yes. The Garlic Festival happens every July, mm-hmm. and apparently it's the largest food festival in the world. I would go to that. I, re- I read this. I don't know... I- I'm not positive that's true. I, I wouldn't think that a garlic festival would be the world's largest food festival in the world. But the internet told me that, well, the that, it, was, it. that it was so. So it's got to be true. I would totally go to a garlic festival. It sounds delicious. That's really all I know about the garlic festival. I'm assuming you could probably buy garlic oh, at yeah. the festival. Garlic <laughs> everything. There. Garlic hummus. Yeah. Garlic everything. Mm-hmm. Somebody got shot got killed at the garlic festival you've got to be a kidding. couple of years ago yeah i wish i would have found that in i remember research. that i remember because they're always like it's a garlic like why are you angry at a garlic festival it's delicious yeah i so. do seem to remember that um there's a popular draw at the garlic festival for garlic ice cream i want to try that i don't know if i want to try that i want to try that that may be mixing my savories and sweets a little I may need some separation. It's okay. Okay. I support you. Night of the Radishes <laughs> happens in Mexico <laughs> every year in December. Um, and this is in the region of Oaxaca. Oaxaca. They carve large radishes into historical scenes. And I saw some pictures of this, and it's adorable. They're, you know, basically like historical figures mm-hmm. in Mexico that are carved out of radishes. The radishes are big. They're like, you know, a foot and a half. They're not like our little baby, those little red radishes. Yes, yeah. They would be like a a giant daikon radish. They're huge. Which radishes, just a little side note, are the main, uh, they're on our calendar this month. We have. That's right. We have, what is it, vegetables and herbs around the world for our. There's fruits, vegetables. Um, It's like a, it's almost like those farmers almanac pictures that they show of like um the the fruits and vegetables that are in the different seasons yes that's our calendar uh each year i pick a calendar for the kitchen and then the next year jeremy will pick a calendar for the kitchen and this year was his turn and he chose Mm -hmm. kind of like fruits and vegetable farmers almanac sort of calendar and it's really cute yeah they're paintings of different fruits and vegetables but the, the really neat thing about this calendar and this is why i finally decided on this one is because each month, the fruits or vegetables that are um, featured 
for that month are actually in season yes. for that month. So it's a good month to buy and eat the displayed paintings. And we are each month eating that thing. We're picking one thing at uh -huh. least um, it, because a lot of the things are probably not going to be on Pam and I's regular diet. But right. this month it's radishes for February. Yeah. It's radishes. So we got, uh, what did we get? Daikon. We got a daikon radish and we put it in a stir fry. It was good. Mm -hmm. It was very good, yeah. Last month, I think it was, did we get, not dragon fruit, we oh, got passion fruit. Guava. Oh, guava. We got guava. Was it guava? Mm -hmm. It's a little seedy. It's no, very... it was passion fruit. You're right. It was passion, passion fruit. Because that's yeah. one they always talk about on the um, British baking show, so we wanted to try it. Yeah. And it was good. It's Sour. It's kind of tough to eat by itself. We just like spooned it. It was good, though. Out of the thing, and it was very tart. Mm -hmm. I liked it. But it was delicious. Yeah. yeah. And probably full of nutrients. Oh, yeah. Right. But we are digressing. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. The International Hair Freezing Contest <laughs> happens every year in Canada in the Yukon. All right. Uh, this is in March. Uh, they're only allowed to use water and the, um, the Canadian air. So what they do, there's a lot of hot springs there, yeah. I think. And um, so what they do is they dip their hair in the hot springs and then, you know, they have so much time to model their hair into crazy wild like shapes. It's, right. it's like a hair sculpture. Right. And then it freezes, um, you know, while they're, while they're working it into their shapes. Cute. And then they're judged on uh, their different hair, their frozen hairstyles. That's adorable. I don't know if I would go to that one. I, that no. sounds a little cold for me. Yeah, I don't like cold, so. Yeah. Yeah, said the woman who lives in Colorado. Hey, not by choice, you know me. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, I'm ready to go. Uh, Day of the Dead in yes. Mexico. This is this one's a popular one. Happens in Mexico also every November, and it's very similar to Halloween. You know, um, if you want to use that for a comparison, there's like a lot of skeletons and masks and. People walking Costumes. around. There's even some candy. There's yeah. The um, they do the uh, candy sugar, skulls. The, the sugar sh skulls. Yeah, yeah, sugar skulls. Yeah, and uh, the kind of the point is of it is to um, commemorate uh, loved ones who have passed. My sake bomb, I can tell, is starting to kick in. Yeah, it's kicking in. All it's right. In my head, I'm starting to slur a little bit. That's okay. Hey, it's part of the podcast. That's why people tune in. We're almost done. Um, the wife carrying world I've championships. I love this one. I have to include a picture <laughs> of this in uh, in our post on Instagram. Happens in Finland every year, and I forgot to look up what month this oh, happens don't worry in. About it. Um, but this this is like what I was talking about, where the um, the air guitar people like like there are different regions. It happens all over the world now. It's become so oh. popular. Um, so, like, there's an American wife-carrying championship. There's a European wife-carrying championship. And it all funnels into Finland where the world championship happens because it's taken on a life of its own. Um, and it is what it sounds like. Basically, the wife, the, the wife and the husband figure out the best way um, for her to be carried by him. And there are... I think about three different ways that are mm -hmm. commonly utilized to carry the wife through the obstacle course. I love that there's an obstacle course. 
course. It is an obstacle course. It's not just course, a race. Yeah. It's an obstacle course. It is a 254-meter track, and it definitely has obstacles in it. There's, I like I think it. there's like mud and walls and little hurdles and things. But the really fun thing is to see the way the husband and wife like figure out the best way to carry her. There's like the fireman's carry. There's piggyback. And a really popular one, I think, is where she puts her legs over his shoulders and holds on to his torso, mm -hmm. almost like a standing 69 hey, move, if you, can, if you can visualize that. The winner of the, the World Championship <laughs> Wife Carrying Festival wins their the wife's weight in beer. Nice. So, yeah, I love that. That's a great reward um the baby jumping festival is a real thing that happens in spain every year oh spain what is going on 60 days after easter actual people jump over these babies but it's sort of a planned out thing it's like a baptismal ceremony um babies that are that have been born in the last year since the last um baby jumping festival <laughs> who are in this festival are then absolved from their sins because unlike who, the other babies who sins more than a one-year-old one <laughs> baby i'm trying to figure out like what is it that they what are the sins that they're guilty of it's just an excuse they, to jump over babies I, I swear it is totally so the babies are laid out on these like mattressy pillowy oh, things right. and apparently there has never been a reported baby injury at any of these baby jumping festivals um the men who are involved in the jumping they dress themselves up as demons <laughs> and first they kind of scare the crowd you know and get them all worked up and then they jump over the babies and it's a i think it's sort of a catholic based thing yeah it sounds insane yeah however um the higher ups in the catholic world say that they frown upon this yeah, that's, festival. And, that's even and too much for them. They Yeah, they don't condone it. Oh but my God. the Baby Jumping Festival happens regardless. I might pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, if I was in Spain at the time, you know, and I was a tourist, I, I'd do probably they, go check Do they out. win their weight in beer? <laughs> the baby's yeah. weight in beer. <laughs> no, I don't. I never read anything about no. a winner or any kind of a reward. Well, if you're dressed as a demon and jumping over babies, that's really the reward in itself, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> People yeah, you let get you dress, do that. Dress as a demon and jump over a baby. <laughs> I know it's something that I've always wanted to do. Oh, God, whatever. And I will close my podcast with the festival that helped me to um, think of this whole thing to begin with. Mm -hmm. I saw footage of this, and it's called Redhead Day. Oh, God. And it happens in the Netherlands every September. And I saw a post on this on Instagram, and I was like, I should do a podcast about, <laughs> about these weird festivals. And it, it is what you would think it is. It's just hundreds and hundreds of gingers standing around and, um, I don't know, enjoying each other's company, I guess. It's a two-day-long festival in the Netherlands. Um, it's really a gathering of people with red hair. There's also some art for sale and on display that's related to the color red. I think everything has to have a red theme. 
There are lectures, workshops, demonstrations. It's free of charge to um, participate. Um, the local government actually sponsors the um, the Redhead Day Festival every year. I think that's kind of neat. There must be a lot of redheads in the Netherlands then. The, the footage that I saw, it was a sea of, <laughs> of gingers. Soulless gingers. <laughs> it looked like Woodstock for gingers. <laughs> There was, yeah. I mean, the camera was panning around, and this, the camera was just surrounded by hundreds yeah. of gingers. And the funny thing is that you mentioned that um, on the Instagram post, the caption said, and not a soul in sight. <laughs> yeah, if anybody <laughs> doesn't know, it's it's a South Park uh, episode. They talk about how gingers have no souls. Cartman says it all the time, and it's hilarious. I don't actually believe that. <laughs> I have uh, relatives that are perfectly fine redheads, <laughs> but it's just hilarious that they just keep talking about the gingers have no souls. Okay, I didn't know that was a South Park. Yeah, day. it's Cartman. He's I, a I racist never, piece of crap, and he is hilarious. I had never heard anybody say that a, that gingers have no soul until I met you, and you, you mentioned South it to Park. me. I think I laughed for like three minutes straight. Oh, my God. It, it, he is so funny. All he does is talk about gingers. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's great, babe. I love that one. So those are some festivals <laughs> you can go see if you want to see some weird and different festivals. I, I do. I love that. I know. It'd be kind of fun if you were, oh. you know, if you were in these places at the times that these happened. Well, this was a fun one. This wasn't dark at all. This episode, Usually, both of ours, yeah, they were yeah. they were pretty okay. I feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. We can sleep tonight. Nobody has to be scared of this episode. No, except for the Sandman one. That one's you know. Oh, that's fun though. That one's a little scary sometimes. It's based. It, he looks like Trent Reznor to me. Oh right yeah, on, he does. He's he's comment. an emo. He's like he's way very in his emo. feelings. Yeah, Ugh. but it's it's really good. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up. If you have any comments, questions, or any corrections, because we probably screwed something up. Oh, yeah. Um, email us at tellmeaboutthething at gmail.com. That's tellmeaboutthething at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at tell underscore me underscore podcast. And all of our links on, are in all of our podcast uh, bios on all platforms, whatever you're listening to now. Yep. Yeah, so. Thank you for listening, guys. That yes, was a fun thank one. thank you. And uh, we will see you next week. Um, check out our Instagram. We just posted uh, our, sh- our uh, skull shot glasses. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to post, because I totally forgot, our dragon tattoos today. Nice, nice. So I will be posting those, too. And check out my YouTube page. I may be putting up a review of my new house shoes on Oh, there. my gosh. Yeah, that's also in the podcast uh, on our uh, bios and the links. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll see you next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.